Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it been? Um, but I got a good one for you today. Uh, it's with my boy Mike Sanchez. You know, he started his own podcast and he's been killing it. So go check it out. It's the Get Your Mind Right podcast. Um, this is his third time on. We chat about everything. I mean, everything. Uh, I love that man. His podcast is doing really well. Um, Without further ado, episode seventy-five. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's been it's been a while. I, I'm well aware it's been almost two months since I've posted an episode, and I know, I know, I've been, I've been. Um, you guys have reached out, a couple of you, a lot of times, um, and said what the hell is going on, and I had to take a step back. I had to step back for a second, be a kid for a little bit. Um, you know, we'll focus on football for my last year of college and focus on school. But without further ado, Mike, welcome back to the podcast. What's up, brother? How we doing? We're doing great, man. And, you know, while I've, it's cool that, like, while I've taken a step back, you have gotten into podcasting very heavily. Um, because it's a dope thing. I think everyone should try it. It's a really cool hobby to have, and it makes you grow. Your mindset grows so fast and so easily. Um, there's really nothing like it, you know? Do you agree? I do agree, man. I've actually noticed podcasting is a weird concept for me, at least. I don't think I'm the same person when I podcast than when I'm out and about. No, nope, like, I'm a different not. person. Yeah. Um. I really feel like I have to express myself thoroughly on a podcast. Um, like me, honestly, I'm a man of few words, man. Like, I'm straight to the point. But in a podcast, you can't do that. You can't do that. You have to try to describe your way of thinking as best as possible to someone you might have just met, you know? Yeah. Um, as a podcaster, like most of us, um, especially us, uh, beginner, well, I'm a beginner. We're inviting guests that we haven't m- ever met in our life. So it was just kind of like, it's really talking to a stranger. And you have to, um, you have to be aware of that. You have to be aware of that. They don't know who you are. So you have to, you're kind of in a way meeting each other and conversing at the same time. It's a, it's cool, bro. It's, I've done, I don't know, this is 75, but I've done probably 50, maybe 60 episodes with people that I've never talked to before. And, um, dude, it's a weird experience. And as you keep doing and as you see, like, the mindset you like you turn on podcasting mode, like you're saying, you like get in this mode of, of, of speaking that you don't usually do. And it's like you come out on the back end, whether it be an hour to three hours to four hours, you know, however long you're talking to this person, but you feel more connected with that person, even than like people that you've known your whole life. It's a weird form because it's like, it's really engaged conversation. We don't really sit down with someone and like talk to them the way you do on a podcast ever, you know? Um, And there are some skills that I've learned that I bring into my day-to-day lives with podcasting. Um, it's easier to engage and talk to people. But you're right, dude. It, you're two different people. And podcasting is like you switch on and off. And also, dude, like, I, I was like this before. I don't know if you were. Like, waiting to say something, you know, when you're in a conversation instead of sitting there and listening. 
doing the podcast, you really have to sit there and listen to someone because you don't want, you want to engage the audience as well as that person. And you really sit there and listen. You realize that everybody has fascinating stories to tell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I could see that when, when I, when I'm conversing in person, um, I've noticed that I, I interrupt people sometimes because I want to talk. But in podcasting, I've I do like I said, I'm, I'm a different person. I actually let the guest talk. I let I let the other person express themselves as they wish. I rarely interrupt. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Maybe my interruption as he's talking can bring up a whole different idea into his mind. But then again, maybe it can't. So it's kind of like you. I think as a as a podcast host, you have to know when to interrupt and when not to interrupt. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it interrupting. I would call it like engaging because it's not like you're like interrupting because interruption is like you're like bringing into a whole new topic that has nothing to do with the conversation. I would say like the tool that you have to use is to like is to bring up new ideas regarding wherever you're at in the conversation to drive it to it wherever you want it to take it, you know? Because, like, really being a podcast host, you're the driver. And now that you've done it enough, I'm sure you can see that. It's like it's on you to keep the conversation engaging and going. It's not on anybody else but you. They're just there. You drive that person along. And and if you do it correctly, you can you can make it so, like, it flies by and they just, like, whoa, where'd the time go? And they, every single second they have engaging, you know? But it takes practice because it's it's really not something that normal people have to deal with in their daily lives, except for if you have a podcast. Right. Yeah, I feel like if, if like you said, if you do a good job as a host, I feel like people open up a bit more. Facts. They open up. I've, I've had... A lot of people, a lot of guests that have brought it. I'm, I'm only, I've done 20 episodes and maybe five, six of those have been solo episodes and maybe 12, 13 uh, guests. Even people, I've had some people I know in person and we talk about shit. We don't talk in person. Like they open up. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I don't know. It's, there's no wall when you're podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, I feel like there's no, there's no wall. There's no barrier uh, I feel like you can really open up and express yourself as you wish. It, it's a it's a weird thing because I feel like you don't have the social pressure of oh maybe I shouldn't say this shit because you know people might people might not like what I talk about or this is a controversial topic. I feel like podcasting. I feel like people see podcasting as a as a I'll call it a sacred place where what they talk about stays in the podcast. Really, it doesn't, right? We upload it into social media, but I feel like that's the mentality. A lot of the guests, I, that's that's my mentality, at least, of uh, of a lot of people. What we talk about here on the podcast stays in the podcast. Something like, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, kind of type of shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because like as, especially when you're the early days of doing it, you're you're really open about what you're talking about. Like, and I get what you're saying. And like, that doesn't go away. But as you grow more and you start to receive mail and things from people, like ideas from people, you realize that like, 
there's people out there listening to you. You know what I mean? And now that you have to be careful about what you say, but there's like, you're, you're not just talking with one person. You're speaking with the world kind of an idea, you know? And that's a weird thing to balance because like, not only are you talking with this one person and you're, you're, you're saying it's like the sacred place where these ideas are allowed to flow and you're allowed to think about things hard, hard things. But it's also like everybody else is thinking it with you or listen, like engaging with you. And as you start to grow more and more and as you keep doing it, you'll, you'll realize that like it's as much about everybody else growing where you're going as much as it is about you, you know? And like, I would even argue that it's more about the, the audience than it is about you. You know, your own personal dr- growth and journey is like awesome. That's like a great side benefit. But I feel like what podcasting has taught me is it's about other people more than it is about you. Like I'm learning and it's teaching me things, but it's also a way for these hard discussions to be heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know you have a bigger audience to me. So yeah, if, if I were to have a bigger audience, I think I'd resonate a bit more with, with, with what you're saying. Yeah. It's not just you. Because, okay, if I'm talking to someone in person, I okay, I, I know that a few selected people around me are hearing what I'm saying. So it allows me to be a, be a bit more freely in what I'm going to say, right? Mm-hmm. But having a bigger audience, that's like having, let's say you have an audience of random number, a, thou- a thousand people, right? And podcasting is like t- conversing with somebody else and having those a thousand people around you. So those are a thousand people are hearing your conversation. So what's different? It's not like you're at Walmart talking with somebody and maybe somebody over here is talking, maybe two or three people over here about the conversation, like, oh, whatever, fuck it. But I do understand that, yeah, it is It is a bigger circle you're talking to. And yes, you have to be cautious because at the end of the day, it's the audience who makes the podcast, man. If, if I mean, if, if I'm podcasting and nobody's listening, then the, the podcast is going nowhere. It's just like if I were journaling, if I was having my own diary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's it's a weird realization because even 10 people, bro, let's say like you have an audience of 10. Let's say you have an audience of like, you know, 10 to 100, right? There's 10 to 100 people listening. Even that, like it's weird because when you're doing it, you really do You're not feeling like there's people with you. You're feeling like it's you and another person or you and yourself. But it's like once you start realizing that there's people like who are influenced by you, no matter like just like subconsciously when they're listening to you when they're driving or there's people like who are actually listening to what you say and actually believe what you're saying, it changes your mindset about how you should act in the world because, you know, it's really easy to be negative about your circumstances in life, you know, but when you realize that the influence that you have on other people, you want to be more positive out in the world and you want to, and you want to spread love and you want to spread truth because you don't want to, you don't, what you don't want is to make, like, let's say it's a yoga, it's a kind of like a yoga philosophy idea. You don't want to steal somebody's happiness or somebody's joy away from them. And it's really easy to do that with when you're like, if I came on here and I was like, oh, fuck this, fuck that, I hate all these people. And it would resonate with some people because people, misery brings company. And they'd be like, yeah, patriot, you know, they would be yelling, you know, about problems in the world. But it would spread so fast. And I think one of the things that social media has shown everybody is in the day of political um, polarization is that you, 
the, what becomes popular and talked about is always only the negative. We don't see the positive. It's only the negative. And so everybody's in this extreme state of stress without like, without really seeing that most people just want to be happy and want to other people to be happy, you know? Mm-hmm. I like what you said there about polarization. Like, as I'm podcasting, as I'm, you know, learning from this whole new idea, this whole new project, I don't know if, sometimes I do, I don't know if I want to polarize people. Um... It's weird. It, it's a it's a bigger responsibility when you're podcasting, man. Because it's in a way, it it makes you to somebody somebody different. It really shapes you into a different person. And and I don't know if that's good or bad because you're considering a lot more people, right? You don't you you know if if you're pure hearted, you don't want to you know affect other people negatively. But what if what you're saying, what if your truth, what if your mindset truly represents who you are? But because maybe the backlash or maybe the negative feedback you may get from that idea, from your philosophy of whatever the topic may be, what if what if that how do I put it, man? Like you're changing yourself, bro. Really, that's what it is, man. I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I have to. It's something. See, some, sometimes, sometimes I, don't, I don't have the answers to most of the things in general. But I feel like podcasting really opens up my mind to think about those things. Even while I'm podcasting, like, I'm figuring shit out. I'm not. Whatever I say is not 100% correctly. Most of it is not. Most of it is just I'm thinking but, you know, actively speaking at the same time. Sometimes sometimes when I'm podcasting, I might change my way of thinking halfway through the podcast, you know? And I feel like people need to realize that, you know? So I've, I've gotten some 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 DMs too like, "Hey Mike, I seen your podcast and you stood on something the first half of the of the podcast, but by the second half you totally changed your way of thinking." And I'm like, well, yeah, because I got in new information. I actually was thinking, I, I was considering what the other guest was saying, and I made up a different conclusion. You know, as a 24-year-old, you know, even a 50-year-old, they don't have the answer to everything. They might think a certain way, but they haven't. maybe they haven't been exposed to different things. And I feel like we're in a society where changing your mind is... Is wrong or incorrect, but I'm I'm coming to the realization that changing your mind could be beneficial to you in your life. Sometimes, which the way you think maybe is not the best way of thinking for your life or the way you want to live. Maybe a change in the way you think can benefit you positively. No, one thousand percent. And that people don't understand that people think it's growth, bro. People are so afraid of discomfort and growth, and like. I do that all the time when I'm talking to someone on a podcast. It's like change my mind. Um, I'm like listening, but sometimes I also like change my mind against the person that's speaking, you know, like I don't agree with everybody that I have on no way in hell. We're all different people, but you know, a lot of the time they're saying something and I'm like, that's like inherently wrong. That's bad. That's bad logic. 
you were making an argument that it's invalid, bro. Um, and then they change it. And I, maybe I had the same thinking as them. And then I change it after thinking from like, from a objective point of view and not a subjective point of view, because you know, we're all theory laden, you know, we're all shaped by the prior experiences and prior ideas that have been placed on us. Things we've learned, things we haven't learned. We're all theory laden and truth is in the eye of the beholder, I believe. Um, and so like, Everything you're going to learn, you're, it's only subjected to your own point of view. Like, if you aren't capable of opening your mind to new ideas, then you're not going to learn anything. Um, and, and, like, truly, 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 I think one of the biggest problems with men today is that they're so afraid of discomfort and growth. And they shy away from failure because failure is seen as a weakness. But our coach says something, and he says, failure is not our failing is not failure um failing is the like you failing at something and then you get back up you know you fail and you get back up and you fail and you get back up failures when you're like all right i'm done i can't do it anymore i quit it's too hard that's failure and i think everyone they associate the two too easily because you know maybe you're gonna get made fun of maybe you're gonna get laughed at maybe Maybe it's too much pain, you know, maybe it's suffering because that's what life is, is suffering. But you can't shy away from that, that mindset of changing your mind if it's your ideas or getting stronger, if, you, if it's, if it's uh, physicality or eating healthier. Like there's all bunch of things that we know we need to do that are self-sabotaging us, but we just, we just chase comfort, you know. What if you keep failing over and over and over again and you decide to stop what you're doing, right? You have, I don't know, you want to be a doctor and maybe you're not doing so good in school. Uh, maybe you're losing interest. Uh, you're overthinking it. Maybe you're changing your mind and you decide to go a different path would you consider that failure no um and maybe actually you know maybe but you know f i would actually because here's the thing it's all it's all what you view you know how you view it because i failure you're failing but you're not fail you're not a failure in life like if you're if you're failing at something and you, don't, you just do not like it anymore and then you go find something and it becomes your passion that's not failure you know, failure is the inability to change in something that you ha are passionate about. I think, I think failure is giving up on something that you want, you know, like, because in the example you gave the guy, they're maybe they're not doing so well in school and they're not doing well in school. And it's because they don't care about it. It's because they're not trying. It's because they don't understand. They don't, they're not passionate about the subjects they're studying. Um, and then like, you know, I'm changing my mind. I don't really want to do this. That's not failure because you don't want to do it. If you are consistently failing at something you love, you got to check around your surroundings. You got to maybe, maybe you're not as smart as you thought you were and that's okay. Maybe you're not trying as hard as you are, like as you should be. Maybe your parents want you to do it. And so subconsciously you're like, fuck you. I'm going to put you in debt. You know, like there's a lot of reasons why people fail, but I think it's realizing, okay, am I failing at this because am I giving this all I'm got? all I've got and still failing or am I failing because I'm not really trying and I don't really want to do this. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
I would feel like it's not failure. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like it feels... There's a certain... Dissatisfaction of not... I think it's... I think it, it, it goes down to... Really giving a fuck about what others... Thought you were gonna be. You know? That person... Everybody... Since he was, you know... A, a, a small kid knew and encouraged and seen that kid that he wanted to be a doctor. But as life started happening and he started discovering himself and really, and really uh, discovering his interests, he realized that that wasn't what he wanted to do. But I feel like it's the pressure of everybody wanting you to be something because they thought you were going to be it because they maybe thought that you liked it and maybe you did or maybe you didn't. You don't know. You were you were young still. You didn't know your interests. But now that it's getting close to it, you know, people still have still see you that way, still see you as that child who wanted to do this or that person who wanted to do this. And I feel like that individual and this example, the, the soon-to-be doctor, is in kind of like a, he's he's in a real critical state where he's like, damn, like I don't want to do this, but everybody's counting on me. I, I feel like that. I think I, I feel like that's a a very strange uh, position somebody can be like. And if if he does if he does do it, it's it's not because he wanted to do it. It's because other people wanted him to be that person i feel like that that's that's a strange position to be in for sure it's um happens a lot with parents for sure um parents putting, putting the pressure on um the kids to do something especially with doctors lawyers um things like that they they put this pressure on the kids and then the kids resent them because they want to do something else yeah it's weird um you know Things like that, um, professions that take supreme levels of education um, are weird because they kind of take the creativity away from the child. You know, like you get indoctrinated in education at four or five in the United States, sometimes earlier for preschool. And then if you're going to be one of those, you don't get out until you're, what, 28 ish, 26 to 28. And by that point, like, you have already been indoctrinated so long that it's hard to get that creativity and critical thinking back. Critical thinking as in subjective critical thinking, not the way they teach you how to like think about already true things, you know, like unless you take like a philosophy course or logic course, they don't really teach you how to think about thinking, you know? Um, but it's like, if you let kids be creative within those five to at least 18 years, like really creative, not just sports because that's an outlet for sure. And not just music and, and drawing. Cause those are outlets too. But I mean like really creative, like creative about thoughts, creative about the world, things that they can envision, how different and how more advanced would, would the United States be or the world? You know, we, we, we forget that creativity is not just art forms or it's not just sports. It's, it, it comes in all shapes and sizes. It comes in thoughts. It comes in actions. It comes in words, it comes in language. Um, like you, like Kids make up games. They make up words. Kids make up everything. And if we let kids learn like that, it might be different. And we'd have less resentment and we'd have less people going into jobs, nine to five jobs they hate, desk jobs. And 
know, it's weird. It's it, our education system is. I think it's flawed in many ways, and, and definitely, I think that you know we need to let people be free before we make them make them sit down. Because like I've been hearing, I'm taking a social justice class, and there's like some tools that people are using for like behavioral problems. Because behavioral problems come a lot of the time when kids are like not like they don't they can't sit still like they they're just kids you know and so like there's they're using tools like restorative justice and they're using tools like stand-up desks to help people like get out of that fidget fit their fidgetness um i don't know it's i think in those examples they were never able to be creative and so now that they're reaching there where they're you know they need to be an adult and need to make decisions they're resenting their parents for taking away their childhood and resenting the system for taking away their creativity you know bro the education system is not going to show you how to be creative it's not going to show you how to critically think i feel like as i'm not a parent yet but i feel like as parents that's our obligation right that's that's my obligation when I when I become a parent that's going to be my obligation to experiment with my child. Okay, what does my child like? What do I see my child doing in his free time? What is my child good at? What does my child ask questions of? What does my child want to know? Can my child paint? Is my child attracted to music? Is my child attracted to physical activity? Is he attracted to a certain sport? I feel like as as a parent, one has to observe their children because the school system is not going to do that for you. The school system is setting you up to be a worker. And is is being a worker bad? It's different for everybody. I'm not saying being a worker is bad, but I want my children in the future to do what they want to do to do what they love to do and i feel like my job is going to be to provide them emotional and financial support as well to you know become the best version of themselves as what they want to do i feel like that's going to be my obligation as a parent and yes it's a big 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 duty man there's no handbook to how to be a parent you know as an adult i'm gonna have even more responsibilities than I ha- than what I have right now. I'm going to have a career, a job, a profession. You know, I'm an athlete. I'm going to have shit to do. But I feel like when, I, when I'm ready to have a child, I have to be ready mentally, physically, and financially. And emotionally as well to have a child, man. I've, I, I don't think we should. I mean, it should be common sense, but I'll say it. I don't think we should take take having a child bringing a child into this world lightly man you're bringing a fucking human being that's gonna have feelings that's gonna have emotions that's gonna have dreams goals and ambitions just like everybody does and as that person coming you know being part of my flesh my blood my dna i want that person to be the best person he can be and i'm gonna help that person as much as i can yeah you know difficult question going off that what are your views on abortion hmm i don't have a standpoint on it bro um but what i can say is i feel like everybody should have a say in what they want to do with their body now 
I touched on this with the, with a friend of mine on my podcast as well, and I liked. I don't know if it's my standing just yet, but I'll share his standing, and I I I, I can agree to it. His standing was, if let's say I am pregnant a girl, and that girl wants to have an abortion, and I know that child is mine, I. As being part of the creation of that soon-to-be child should have a decision, an equal decision, just as she does to make the decision of aborting the child or not. Like, I was, it was a, we both voluntarily decided to have a certain action and we both have to have equal um, rights over what proceeds, what what action we want to take after you know us having sex. Yeah, I struggle with these um, this question. I I think definitely. the man should definitely have a say, the father. But what I struggle with the most is I'm a Christian, um, and I believe in a God's plan, but. The hardest part about it is like if I got my girlfriend pregnant right now, I'm not ready to be a father. And I would probably suggest or we would probably come to the conclusion that it's not the right time. But the the thing that I struggle with is when do, do you do you think it would change though? Like I feel like shit like that changes yeah. when it actually happens, bro. I like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not saying that you would or you wouldn't, but like it's different, bro. Like once, you know, yeah. it, it, it's it's definitely different because I it's struggle. happening. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I struggle with the most is like when is it – when do we cut off, you know, when is it not life? Because like if you say like um, when heartbeat before – like if, it's, if it doesn't have a heartbeat, then anybody who has a um, – or needed a uh, heart valve or a um, heartbeat um, – something to keep their heartbeat going – then we should just kill them too, you know. Like, and we no one be okay with that. Or if it's brain activity, then anyone in a coma or anyone who's brain dead, we should kill them too. And I don't think anyone would be in favor of that. And so it's like when you start making limits on when it's not a person in in the womb, you can do that with living people too. And so it's like nobody would want to do that for an adult, or nobody would say they want to. But it's all right when it's an unborn child. Like I, I don't. I feel like once something is conceived it's technically a living organism, but you know, does, do they have, is it like, there's no choice, you know, like it's the person choice, but it's like, think about this, like no animal in the animal kingdom, if it gets impregnated can decide to kill the unborn. I was going to bring that up. And so it's like, dude, and there's so many contraceptions nowadays, man. Like, I feel like, Again, I'm speaking out of not being in the situation, right? I'm speaking. Yeah. We're both speaking of not being in that situation, but I feel like we have to take responsibility of our actions, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. It's, like, no, keep going. Yeah, we have to take responsibility of our actions, and yeah, man. Sometimes life doesn't go the way you plan it to go. You know, and yeah, like bringing a child into in, into this into this world, you know, it's it's not something light. <coughs> so yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I'm I'm 
I'm I'm real firm in in what I think and in my word and you know I think I, I I'm I'm a, I'm a man of character man like I don't know I feel like I'd be doing wrong if I were you know the girl my girlfriend whatever were not to conceive that child I'm not ready fuck it I'll get ready it's not the right time whatever you know life isn't fair you know but it's 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 difficult bro it's difficult for sure it's difficult difficult. it's difficult man and you know um you know it's better to prevent than to you know i feel like we should focus on that like as a society on the preventing of getting to that point just like everything in, in in life you know the being cautious the being aware the you know um being informed of the communication aspect with your part with your partner um all that shit man all that shit i feel like we should i feel like we should start there i feel like we should start there and if if it gets to that point where we have to take a decision then we both knew that we did everything right. We got as informed as informed as we should have, and you know, life just happened. We'll take a decision from there. Yeah, it's you know, you're never gonna know until you're in the in the in the week, absolutely. Right? We're, we're just pl- yeah, I, exactly. That's that was a uh, that was my point earlier. But you know, I'm just trying to kind of see where see where where, where my where i stand on that but yeah man we really don't know until we're in that situation it's also another argument you can make is like when what is consciousness no one can answer that and what is is there a soul behind like we all know that people can think and make decisions but like why do we why do we say that other other things can't you know like we act as though we're the only sentient beings that exist in our like realm of just like a realm of um, existence, I guess. But like, who says that the universe isn't conscious, or who says that there's specific accumulation? I think, so. I think it is. Yeah, you know, and like, and so like, who's to say that our decisions are our own decisions? Like, who's to say that you sh- like you're not supposed to have a child at that moment? I don't know. It's that's that's the the whole thing. God's plan. Like, are you are you taking choice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you playing God in a sense? You know, like let's say let's give the the analogy. Like, you have an ant farm, right? You have an ant farm, and you change the sand, things like that, and you basically are their god, right? You can drown them with water if you want tsunami. You can feed them if you want. You can you can do whatever you want, right? And one day you're like, I don't want this anymore, right? I don't want this ant farm. And you go and open it and you let them free, right? Those ants, they would go back to make a new ant farm, right? In somewhere else in, in, in the world, in a, in a park or something. And they would, what they would experience with Earth would be, where'd you go, bro? I'm back. Okay. Uh, and, Sorry about that. No, you're good. And what they would experience is if there was rain, if there was food being dropped, it, is they would experience, they would still call it, like they would still think it's God, you know, whether it be one human or the world. So why 
do we call natural laws not God, but we call ourselves, we understand that we can make decisions and we can influence smaller beings. If our actions are the exact same actions that are going to happen with us, with us or without us, you know, I think it's ignorant at least to say that we're the only beings that can make decisions. Yeah, man. I mean, we're different though. You know, we, I think we're being human, you know, having the choice of really just having the choice, having power, having, uh, you know, a consciousness of what we do. Um, like it just makes us different, bro. It's not like we truly can't know if we are doing good or bad. We we truly can't know like we truly don't know, man. I feel like we have to make make it up, man. That that's how we have governments and civilizations and laws and the way you should act and behave because nobody knows that's why we have a bible we have religions we have uh we have all we have we constructed a way of living because if we didn't we'd be just like them we'd be just like the animals in the jungle we'd be just like you know the fucking animals at sea we'd be just like the flying birds we'd be just would we wouldn't be human beings? I think that's I think that's what makes us different, bro. We have to construct our own reality, and like I'm a I'm a I, I can't say I'm Christian, bro, but I'm a believer of God. What that God is, I don't know. I do get some of my ideology from the Bible. I can't say that, but I can't say I truly follow the bible or believe truly in what the bible says I've, I've actually just started reading the bible bro um i started reading the bible two weeks ago and i'm reading it from a open mind perspective bro. i'm reading it just like if i were reading any other book um and i'm actually excited about it bro you should be i'm excited about it because i want to see what it's about man i want to see what it's about um i feel like i'm gonna get great things from man i feel i feel like it's gonna benefit me more than it's gonna affect me negatively man i feel like i don't know i feel like i'm 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 gonna be a different person man well you definitely will but 1000 percent, most of your morals that you hold probably are already come from the bible like people don't understand like the laws of western society and we're influenced yeah of course man we're influenced by the by god and the bible of course man the holy bible yes this is how america was founded man the combination of you know christianity and the combination of reason and logic yeah and like like we we instill the the three things that you can't take away are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and those come from the nature nature of the laws that God has provided us, and so you can't take away someone's life, liberty, or property. Property being um, anything they hold, including their like uh, their physical body, um, we can't take those away because of the fact that God instilled them upon uh, every man, and so it's like all 
most people's morals don't kill people, don't steal, don't rob, you can don't covet another man's wife, all come from the Bible. Yet yes. we're trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know what I mean? Like people are trying to throw it out of society and act as though we can just act rationally and morally when we know that's not the case. Look at Nazi Germany, look at communist Soviet Union, look at China, look at North Korea right fucking now, bro. Like we act like we can just act rationally and morally when we don't have a higher being like keeping us aligned. I don't, I don't really agree with that. Yeah, man. I feel like Western society, you know, America, it was founded just right, man. Like I mentioned, it's a combination of logic and reason and a certain philosophy, you know, that might have started from, you know, the Greeks. And we molded it with religion, with Christianity, with principles, with morality, man. It's, I feel like America was founded with the. Uh, I'll call it a yin and yang kind of mixture, man. We got both. We got both worlds combined into America. Both worlds. Both worlds were molded into a way of living here in American and Western society, man. And and I feel like that's why sometimes we are always battling back and forth because you know it's made up of two different things, man. It's made up of faith. And it's made up of logic. And I feel like that's necessary, man. We have to have both. We have to have both. We have to have a balance. Uh, there's always going to be a constant battle, bro. And I feel like I feel like that's healthy. I feel like that's healthy, man, because nobody's always going to be right. Somebody's always going to be pushing back and pulling back. And I feel like that's the um, the world itself works, man, by opposites. Do you think that there are objective truths and objective moralities? Like, do you think that there are things that everybody holds are immoral and everybody holds are moral actions? Like, let's say a good example is um, most people would say killing an innocent man is immoral, right? Do you believe that everything is immoral? I mean, there are objective immoral acts, objective moral acts that everyone holds. I'm going to say it's subjective, bro. You think so? I'm coming to the I'm yeah that's that's my theory as of now man. I think it's subjective because you know people are a product of their environment bro. Nobody knows there's there's no such thing as good or bad. I would disagree. I don't think there is. You all right, well, wouldn't we all agree? Everybody, I think most people would agree that um, molesting or raping a child is is an act of is very inherently immoral and wrong. It's subjective. It's it's wrong for me, and I'm sure it's wrong for you. But if you ask that person who did that act, they might have been brought up in the environment that thought that that was okay. Mm-hmm. They might have a neuro- neurological misfunction in their brain that tells them hey this is what feels right for me this is what makes me uh content i have to do this he doesn't know better but does that take away from it still being um, objectively immoral he should be punished i feel that i feel he should be punished for it yes that doesn't take away from seek of course Mm -hmm. of course because the majority would think the same they would think that that is incorrect 
you know, I'm not trying to defend these people. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say that that's go out there and do it, man. But we have to, we have to get out. We have to get in the, in the perspective of everybody, man. Everybody. We have to take in, you know, we have to take in neurological differences. Some people are not all there. Can you blame someone for being born a certain way? Neurologically, man, they're missing something. Can you blame them? It's like a baby. Yeah, they don't. They don't know. I think there are inherently immoral acts, and they're objective, and that we have to hold those standards that that we all hold, like not to murder innocent people, um, um, predators, and um, and persecution of young people. But I understand what you're saying because, like, a good argument against it is like. It's inherently moral to hide Jewish people during World War II in Germany if you're a Christian family, but it's irrational because it might get you and your family killed, right? You could easily rationalize not hiding Jewish people in World War II if, if you rationalize it in the sense that you don't want your family hurt, you know? Of course, yeah. And, but most people, would look, or most people would look out and say, but that's inherently, it's inherently moral to hide those people. Same argument against slavery. It's inherently, we can look back we can judge the past through our lenses now. We can say, yes, slavery is very clearly immoral. But the people who are grown up, who are kids, who grew up on slave farms, who, who are parents of slave owners would say that's how they made their money and that's just how society works. And they would rationalize it through the way that society works. So to demonize – it's really easy to demonize past actions with the morality – with the objective morality of the present. Somebody's going to do it to us today, in, like, like in the future. Somebody's going to look back on an act we are doing, maybe the death penalty, maybe abortion, we don't know, and look back and be like, that is inherently immoral. How could someone ever do that? And it's because they're using, they're not, rel- they're not using relative rationality. They're not understanding that time, the time frame and circumstances depend on what people think at specific, specific times. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. And and yes, I do think those people should be judged accordingly, man. Um I feel like if if see it's I I'll I'll, I'll um I'll include some some um some biblical thoughts into what I'm gonna say. I don't know exactly what what, what they are. I mean what well you know what specifically what they are, but I know they the 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 message is, is within the Holy Bible. It's not, are you sin, right? As, as, uh, as a word here, as, uh, as, as the example. It's not the person or the individual themselves that are at the incorrect. It's the action of that sin. We're not, we're not the sin, the action of us being a certain way, of committing certain actions, is the sin. Right? That's why God can forgive us, man. Because it's not, it's not us, man. It's us being born into this world of sin. Right? According to the, to, correct me if I'm wrong, but according to the Holy Bible, we're born into, and we're born into a world of sin. Okay? And we have to be born again in order to, you know, be entered into heaven and to be reincarnated and to be accepted by, 
you know, Jesus Christ and God. And I I kind of see it that way, man. Like, if somebody does that, like, if somebody, like, does that to, uh, like, rape or whatnot to a family member, of course, man, I'm, I'm it's, it's going to be wrong for me. I'm going to be pissed, man, but I feel like that's the, I, I feel like that's that. That's me as a human being feeling those emotions, man. I'm gonna be angry. I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to hurt, to kill, you know. But like, if I get in the perspective of of, of what I'm of of that person, then it's different, man. It's different. Like, a, it's it's difficult, bro, because we, dude. It's hard being a human, man. Like, it's <laughs> you know, like it's there's no perfect answer man there's just ideologies and philosophies and if i were to do something to that person then i'll i'll, I'll take it I'll, I'll i'll own up to my actions man i sinned but i feel like that was a, that was my my right thing to do I'll, I'll i'll take i'll take responsibility for my actions that's that's all it is man i'm willing to go to jail i'm willing to go to jail it's a weird thought when you start to think that like we're put on this earth for such a small period of time and that all we have to live by is what the past ancestors have have left let us left us with like mm-hmm. you know like we it's it's tough being a human and it's tough understanding that we're all going to die and it's even tougher to understand that everyone we love is going to die and that some of them are going to die before us mm-hmm. you know um. Yeah, man, it's it's tough being a human. It's tough deciding things. It's tough living. It's, it's life is suffering, man. Life is life is the hardest thing we're gonna do. Um, I heard a great quote the other day, and it was everyone always says you only live once, but that's not true. You live every day. You have twenty four hours new every day. You only die once. And I was like, okay, that that actually makes a lot of sense. You have a new chance. Every 24 hours you get blessed with, you have a new chance to change your mindset, to live accordingly, to love your life. And once the clock starts tipping, ticking, that's it, dude. Lights out, man. It's Maybe you'll go somewhere else. Maybe you'll be in reincarnation, like you said. Like I believe in God, and I believe that I have a place and a plan and somewhere to go. But you only know you're going to live when you're living. And you only know that you only get a specific amount of time on this earth. And so to not, I feel like it's inherently selfish to not live your best life every day and to not choose the highest truth and the highest good to, to model yourself after. I think it's inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, 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 I can agree to that for sure. Man, I feel like, bro, I'm a big believer in, you know, you get what you put in, man. Like... Everything that happens to me is my fault. Or my ancestors' fault. I, I feel like I feel like we're part of that lineage, man, of that energy that's being transferred over over, you know, generations after generations after generations. If your fucking great 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 grandfather, you know, put in bad energy into the world, it might, you know, Go down, you know, down into maybe your generation. Maybe, maybe that something negatively that happened to you is because of that incident back then, man. I'm a real big believer in energy and 
you know i feel like it can't be passed down through generations man you know i feel like i i, I believe in curses man i believe in curses i believe in in yeah just curses man i believe in all that shit man because i feel like it's energy energy can be transferred energy can be transferred man energy can be transferred that's why i try to what i i try to put in the best energy the most positive the most good energy i can into the world to better not only me but the generations to come man it's a weird concept i don't know if i i don't know if i can truly put it into words man but i i believe in energy and the energy that it is that is here now existed since the beginning of time man you know energy can't be destroyed it can only move or created so no energy can't be created nor destroyed exactly it's so, a weird that's weird bro that's that's the weird one it's that we energy can't be created nor destroyed and humans use energy it's transferred yeah it's that's so weird dude and like um one of my good friends he's the field goal kicker on my team he is a very scientific thought dude and we were arguing about this yesterday and he's basically just saying all humans are is just a circuit of wiring that fires and that's all consciousness is and i was like that's crazy that you think that you know what i mean like it's like i feel like it's more crazy to think that than it is to think that there's a creator out there we have a purpose you know what i mean because like how complex the human human body is and then the human mind like mm -hmm. it's i feel like it's it's crazy crazy to think that we're just these circuits that work you mm -hmm. know i feel like that's what keeps life going man those opposites Facts. you know it's those opposites, man. If those opposites didn't exist, life, I don't think life would be possible. I really truly don't know. I truly don't know if life would be possible. Um, one of my guests in my podcast, he he, uh, he mentioned, uh, you know, life is, is 50%, well, subjectively, right? 50% good energy, or let's call it positive energy, and 50% negative energy and it's always that constant battle man it's always that constant battle you know it's always that constant battle and if if i'm not spreading that negative energy somebody else is you know and if somebody sends it your way and you receive it you know you kind of have to know what to do with it you know do you keep it do you let it out how do you get rid of it you know am i gonna you know lash at someone and, and and you know insult someone am i gonna go out and maybe go for a run and let that energy out or maybe go hit the fucking heavy bag and and let that negative energy out like how are you dealing with the energy because we all receive negative energy but i feel like it's how how do we release it because it's there it's it's part of life man and how do you obtain positive energy man like what do you do with positive energy you know i feel like uh the creation of stuff is a lot of positive energy and negative energy too as well man if you're seeing negative energy and you're pissed as fuck and then you're like oh shit I'm, I'm gonna go fucking you know create my next fucking 10 podcast episodes you use that fucking negative energy into something of good and then it becomes something positive eventually it's that transfer of energy i feel like i feel like we have to understand the transferring energy and really be smart about how we transfer that energy who we transfer it to and on what things we transfer transfer it to as well and also what we let what energy we let 
because you know what what you let what you feed in the garden will grow in the garden good or bad um i was talking to my girlfriend last night and i was saying we're all three people we're really three people uh three people that we can change so the first one is who you think you are your conscious mind the person that you consistently wake up as the person that you consistently think as the second is your outer body the person that you display to people and then the third one is your subconscious mind and the things that you let the the person that you talk to everyone talks to that person your conscious mind talks to your subconscious mind so you have your conscious mind your subconscious mind and your outer your outer person and we're all those three people and those three people are always in constant battle with each other and there's only really one you can control you can control what you let what, how your conscious mind reacts to your negative subconscious and your positive subconscious, and you can react. Your conscious mind can dictate how you portray your outside uh, personality too. You know, um, and what what you what you feed in the garden grows in the garden, or what you water in the garden grows in the garden. And it's really true. It's like we let ourselves, especially our subconscious mind, talk so much shit to ourselves, and we just listen to it and we just feel it, and our conscious mind just takes it. And we don't tell ourselves that we're deserving of things we don't tell ourselves we're beautiful of things you know um and then we we feed that out into the world we whatever whatever we feel in here we we push the energy out into the world and i think a lot of people need to realize that we need to we need to take the energy that's in here either agree with it or be like fuck you and then push the positive energy out into the world Mm mm-hmm I feel like everybody has different masks, bro. I don't know if we, I don't know if there's a true self. I feel like we are just depending on the situation, man. Like me talking to you right now, it's the true me, but in this situation, and I think it's subconsciously, man. Like you're talking to Mike right now, but you're talking to the Mike that's on a podcast with you and just talking about shit. Like, that's the mic you're talking. It's true to me, to you as well. But am I that same person to somebody else in a different situation? I feel like we subconsciously put on masks every single time. And I feel like the combination or the just the mask all together is who you are. It, it makes it makes your identity. That's who you are. Just the combination of masks with different situations with different people that's you i agree man well man i gotta get going this was a great conversation for me to get back on on my podcast man is there anything you want to talk about before before we end and wrap this up no man i just want to thank you for the invitation and that was fun uh third time on here man and uh yeah man it was well enjoyed i loved it man um yeah, we'll just say people to, uh, you know, maybe take a look at my podcast, uh, the Get Your Mind Right podcast on, uh, you know, your favorite streaming platform. And, uh, you know, I, I got some some cool content out there, just like uh, you do as well. I got some cool content. Uh, go check me out. That's it, man. Thank you for the yeah. invitation. Yeah, bro. Anytime, you know, we'll definitely do again, probably before the end of the year. Um, I'm glad you, I'm glad we could get this down because I've been missing it. I've been missing the energy I get from it. Um so yeah i'll let you know when it's out man everybody thank you for tuning in uh you know i'm gonna try to get more episodes out to you guys here in the next couple months while football's still going on while seniors are going on but it's it's gonna be a little difficult so bear with me but as always ladies and gentlemen stay demanding mike thank you as always thank you bro yeah man